Yo, what's going on guys? This is Mustache MMA. Welcome to episode 10 of The Breakdown. We got UFC Fight Night in Columbus. Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins. Going to be a good one and a couple uh, low-key firefights in this card. Um, so we're going to go through each fight, um, give a little breakdown on each of the fighters, make an official prediction. Um, just to note, none of these uh, predictions are based off of odds. If you're looking for any um, bets or parlays, I do have uh, a couple other videos coming out later this week. Best bets, parlay plays, um, in which I give my favorite plays for the card. Um but yeah, so before we get into this card, um, I do want to go over the results of last week, which went really good. I went 11 and one on that card for best uh, for the the breakdown results. Um, so we got Makayev, Reed, Shore, Craig, Pavlovich, Amir Khani, uh, Taporia, McCann, Nelson, Pimlet, Aspinall, all those correct. Only one I missed was um, Arnold Allen over Dan Hooker. I picked Dan Hooker. Um, so yeah. Near perfect. Uh, but nonetheless, that brings my March results to 29 of 39, which is 74% for the month, which is really good. Um, and then 2022 results um, are 77 of 110 uh, for 70% on the year. So that's also uh, excellent percentage so far. Um, so looking to keep up that percentage with these um, the breakdown picks. Um, and then just a quick remark, I'll go into them further in detail in my other videos, but uh, best bets, uh, they went six of nine for plus six units, did really well, um, hit some big um, plus money plays as well. And then uh, parlay plays did um, not so great, uh, one for six uh, in the parlay plays uh, for negative 1.45 units. So not a big hit. Uh, my best bets obviously overtook um, those losses in the parlay plays. Uh, but yeah, overall, great car for me last week. Um, looking to finish March strong. March has treated me very, very well so far. So um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into um, UFC Fight Night. Um, Blades versus Dawkus. Uh, first fight on the card, uh, we got Luis Saldana versus Bruno Souza. So uh, Luis Saldana, um, he's got super heavy leg kicks, throws him a lot, really long guy and like lanky guy, um, works the body well, super fast starter, he usually comes out in the first round, kind of guns blazing, looks pretty good, uh, but then the, the cardio hits him, the cardio is a little questionable, he just definitely starts slowing in the second and the third, um, we saw him in the contender series, I believe a year or two ago, and he looked quite good, and he didn't look like he was ever slowing down too much. Um, but obviously in the UFC, that's changed. Um, takedown defense is, is all right. Doesn't seem anything great. Um, his grappling is, is decent. Maybe, maybe on the better side, you know, we haven't seen too much of it. He is more of like a kickboxer, so he doesn't necessarily go to that, um, too often. Um, he does have the ability to grapple from his back a bit though. So maybe that's where the grappling skills do come in. We do see that on the tape a little bit. Um, um, on the feet, uh, one thing that I definitely didn't like is he definitely leaves his chin up when escaping the pocket. So um, that's, you know, a potential for guys to be able to clip him and drop him. Um, he struggles with pressure and pace when that's put on him. Um, he does have fast hands, however, and he does go throw really good volume. Again, he throws a lot of those kicks, throws a lot of kicks to the body, um, and they look quick and powerful. Uh, Bruno Souza, on the other hand, 
uh, karate like stance, really good movement, bouncing back and forth. You know, these karate guys are really a struggle for a lot of fighters to adapt to because they're just kind of awkward. You don't see it a lot. It's it's unconventional. Um, and it's hard to figure them out. It's kind of. Um, Again, Bruno Silva, karate stance, they keep their hands low. Um, he has these blitzes forward where he throws like a quick combination, one, two, three punches. Um, he's got a really good chin. He's taken some big shots before, been able to recover um, or just eat them in general. Um, takedowns are okay. He doesn't throw them often, but we have seen him mix in the wrestling a bit in the past. And he throws decent volume. It's, it's nothing crazy, nothing special. Um, but yeah, um, official prediction here, you know what, I like Luis Saldana, uh, you know, I think he's going to be the longer guy in this one, um, yeah, he's going to have a little bit of a reach advantage, uh, he has those heavy kicks, works the body well, he has pretty good volume, um, I, he may struggle with Bruno Souza a little bit, because he, again, he's got that karate stance, but I, I like Saldana to get this one done in a probably a close decision. Moving up the card, we got uh, David Dvorak versus Mateus Nikolai. I'm surprised that this one's a little bit lower on the card. But uh, anyway, David Dvorak, um, definitely a pressure fighter. Throws a lot of good volume. Really good technical striking with, with pretty decent power in his hands as well. Um, he's really good striking defense as well. Really tough to hit this guy on the feet. Uh, does a really good job of keeping his head off the center line. Um, good takedown defense. It's really tough to take this dude down. He's got great cardio. He can push a good pace, high volume for all three rounds. He's got good grappling. He can scramble well as, as well. Um, he's hard to control on the bottom as well. So if you do do if you do end up getting him down, um, you know expect him to get back up to the feet pretty quickly. Um, Mateus Nikolai, on the other hand, um, you know decent to good volume. I definitely favor the volume in the Dovrak side. Um, Nikolai also, he's, he's got good movement, um, good striking defense as well. Definitely a more of a difficult guy to hit, although um, on a different in a different aspect. So he has more of good movement and uh, Dovrik more, has more of like keeping his head off the center line. Um, good strategies in obviously making your opponent miss. Um, continue with Nikolai. Uh, he works the body a lot and he works it really well. Uh, really great cardio also, you know, can put on that good pace for three rounds. Keep up with a good pace if it's put on him. Um, takedowns are okay. Um, you know, it seems like from the tape I was watching, a lot of the takedowns that he actually does successfully get are from him more of catching kicks and then dumping the guy or do, putting on some kind of trip. Um, so, you know, I haven't really seen him shoot any singles, doubles, body lock takedowns. Again, it's more of just him catching the kicks and dumping them. Um, he's really good takedown defense though. So it's really tough to take him down, um, decent grappling in his own right. So, you know, I think this one probably takes, takes place on the feet for the majority of the fight, you know, maybe some exchanges in the clinch. Uh, but I, I like the Dovrak side here. Um, it's going to be my official pick. He, I think he's going to throw more volume. He's going to be, be the, he's going to be the pressure guy. I think he's going to land more, um, and he does have um, the grappling to fall back on potentially if he wants to try to take this one to the ground and work that game in as well. Um, so yeah, official pick going to be David Dvorak. Uh, moving up the card, we've got Jennifer Maya versus Mana, um, Magnan Fiot. Uh, those French names always get me. Um, 
Here we go. Uh, Jennifer Maya. I, I was never really a fan of Jennifer Maya. I mean, like, her two most recent wins, I believe, are from Jessica I and Roxanne Montefiore. So neither of those fighters, in my opinion, are all that great. Um, and, you know, Jennifer Maya, she's faced some tougher competition. But uh, obviously we saw her go up against Shevchenko, Caitlin, Caitlin Chikugian twice. But, you know, I, I don't think she didn't really do that well in my opinion i mean she was able to survive she's tough sure but anyway um and brant on jennifer maya um striking's okay i think she's got accuracy problems i think she's hittable on the feet takedowns are all right you know she's got good grappling offense but again she doesn't throw a lot of takedowns in there to get it to the ground and use it um she's decent off her back though you know she threw up a, a arm bar against uh, calderwood before and caught her in that Again, I said she's tough. She's durable. Um, you know, takedown defense is okay. We've seen Caitlin Chikugian being able to take her down, and Chikugian doesn't have the best wrestling either. Um, Manion Fjord on the other side, really high volume, pressure, high technical striking, great combos and counters, um, great striking defense as well. You know, takedown defense looks good, but not really tested too much. Um, takedowns look good as well. Um, and submission defense looks pretty good. You know, Jennifer, or she fought uh, Bueno Bueno Silva, I believe. And um, she's pretty pretty good grappler in her own right and was able to fend off some submission attempts from her. So uh, official pick going to be Menon Friot. Um, I just think she is definitely so much better on the feet here. She's probably going to keep it there for the entire fight and just piece up Maya the whole time. Probably get a decision. Wouldn't I wouldn't count out a finish but um maya's pretty tough so i i probably favor the decision but fisher pick gonna be manion fjord uh moving up the card we got um oh boy kimarez versus dennis tuleman um so uh we got timmer uh kiz kizbrev uh these russian names kill me um Quick, powerful hands, good takedowns, heavy ground and pound, really good grappling, super smooth transitions to get to better positions for his ground and pound and or uh, sink in any kind of submissions. Um, not a whole lot of tape on this guy, you know, 13-0, so a really big prospect here, obviously, coming into UFC. Um, had a really good performance, Dana White's Contender Series his last time out, got a quick submission victory um, and looked really good in doing it. Um, his opponent, Dennis Tulin. Tulalinen, um, great power, kind of wild striking at times though. He is patient, he's more flat-footed, plodding forward. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about this one because I couldn't find too much tape on either of these guys. Uh, but obviously, uh, I'm going to go with the undefeated fighter in Kizimarev. Um, uh, he just looks really good, and, and Dennis Tulalinen, um, I mean, flat-footed, plotting forward, that's just kind of a recipe for disaster for a good wrestler and grappler. He's going to be able to probably take you down at will if he wants. Um, so, yeah, uh, official pick going to be Kurizmarev, however you want to say his name. The Black Wolf will go with his nickname. Uh, moving up the car, we got Bantergarel Dana versus Chris Gutierrez. Um, uh, Bantergarel, um, power. Really good power in his hands. We saw his last three fights have all been free. First round finish from um, very powerful shots. His really good counters, high volume, nice combos. Um, takedown defense seems good, but it's not it's not really tested. Um, you know, 
when he does get taken down. Uh, we've seen him be pretty quick, quick to be pop up back to the feet. Um, ground game is a little questionable. Um, he has a really extensive kickboxing background, um, and you know he's a pretty solid fighter overall. Um, Chris Gutierrez, on the other hand, another solid fighter. I, I think this fight is, in general, a pretty good one and low-key fire fight. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, you know, a lot of stance switches we'll see out of him. A ton of leg kicks as well. He really likes to chew up the legs of his opponents. Um, you know, medium to low volume, I actually put it. Um, you know, factoring all those leg kicks he throws. Um, you know, I don't know how good the volume is in terms of him actually throwing um, shots to the head and body. Um, good technical striking, though. Um, good striking defense. Tough for his opponents to hit him. Um, you know, he can be pressured as well, and he can handle pressure well. He's decent off the back foot in his striking, so not too bad here. Um, this one was tough to decide, but I think I'm going to go official pick Chris Gutierrez. Um, reason being, Batagoral, his last three fights have been all in the first round. I think Chris Gutierrez is pretty tough. Um, he's hard to hit. I think he's going to dodge some of those big shots. I think he's going to kind of pick uh, Batagoral off from the outside. Um... He, yeah, he does have the reach disadvantage, though. I didn't see that. I'm still going to go with my gut and, and my thinking in Chris Gutierrez. Um, you know, Batacoral doesn't have a lot of three-round experience. Gutierrez does have a ton. He does get a lot of decision victories. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to lean Gutierrez. I'm not 100% confident on it, but that's the official that's the official prediction nonetheless. Moving up the card, we got Sarah McMahon versus Carl Rosa. Um, okay. Um, Sarah McMahon, super high level wrestling, really great takedown. She times them well at times. Um, most of the time she times them well. Um, good grappling to go along with that as well. It's, it's not anything phenomenal, but it is a good grappling. It obviously pairs well with her really high level wrestling. Um, good top control, good pressure. Um, Stand-up, though, is, is just not really good at all. Takedown defense herself is just okay. More of an offensive wrestler, if you will. Carol Rosa, on the other hand, she throws high volume. She's got great cardio. Uh, decent power in the hands. Uh, good takedown defense. Um, you know, Not probably as tested with the um, level of wrestling that McMahon has, but nonetheless, it has showed up and been pretty good um, to date. Um, decent ground and pound, decent grappling, uh, good top control. She's got good takedowns herself. Um, she got a lot. She shows a lot of good, nice leg kicks as well. Chews those legs up pretty good. Um, fish protection here is going to be Carol Rosa. Um, I just think she has a huge advantage on the feet. Um, you know, first round Sarah McMahon may take because of her wrestling because she's fresh. Um, but you know, as that fight goes on, Rosa has great cardio. She's going to be able to probably slowly stuff those takedowns, keep it on the feet for the majority of the time. Even if she wants to potentially shoot for takedowns herself and get the top control there. Um, so yeah, I like Carol Rosa to win this one. Uh, she's my official pick. Moving up the card, we got Neil Magny versus Max Griffin. Um, start with Neil Magny. Um, Real tall, long guy, great cardio, great clinch work. Um, he's really comfortable in that clinch. Uh, really good volume, good technical striking with some decent power. 
Um, good takedowns, decent top control, however. You know, sometimes I've seen in the tape he doesn't, um, he's not really able to hold down his opponents uh, as good as he would, or as good as I would like to see and be more confident in, in a fighter like that. Um, takedown defense is pretty good as well. Um, grappling is okay. Uh, you know, it's more of a uh, positional grappling, um, not much of a submission threat, if you will. Uh, Max Griffin, on the other hand, good movement on the feet, you know, always bouncing in and outside the side type of movement. Good volume as well. Uh, similar striking, you know, good striking te technicality with some decent power. Um, really pressure kind of guy gets in your face, um, you know, plodding forward, back and forth. Good cardio. Always comes out and starts pretty aggressive in that early first round. Um, you know, decent to good takedown defense. I wouldn't say it's, you know, good or 100% good or, or great, but, you know, it, it's pretty solid in between that range. Um, grappling's okay, again, but, you know, a little sub, a little bit of a sub threat, not much. Um, you know, he's got a good get up game on top of his takedown defense. So, you know, when he does get dumped, um, he is able to get up pretty quickly and he's definitely hard to control down there. Um, so I think I'm going to go Neil Magny, but I think this one is, is closer than the odds may project. Um, but I do like Neil Magny in this one. He's taller and longer. I think Max Griffin's probably going to struggle with that reach disadvantage. Um, he's going to have to close the distance pretty consistently. Um, and Magny may initiate that clinch um, consistently as well. So official pick going to be Neil Magny. Moving up the card, we got Mark Dikatze versus Vashlav Borshevev, um, the Slava Claus. Um, so Mark Dikatze, um, you know, tough, really good chin, decent power. Um, you know, he's got decent striking, technicality, decent wrestling, decent grappling. Honestly, I just think he's a really decently well-rounded um, um MMA fighter. You know, I don't think he has a, a huge advantage in any one area, but he's just decently well-rounded to keep him up in, you know, in the decent rankings, um, if you will. Um, Vashlev uh, Borshevev, um, obviously we know this guy. Uh, we saw him last time out. Um, get a first-round finish over Dakota Bush with a really nice liver shot. Um, really high-level kickboxing, really good striking, fast hands, good combos, good counters. Um, the only thing that's, you know, definitely hundred percent questionable with him is his takedown defense. It seems that he can easily be taken down, but you know, he has been working on his get up game a lot. Um, you know, he, he's not any kind of a threat on the ground in terms of submission wise. Um, but he does uh, tend to be able to get back up to his feet relatively quickly. He doesn't spend a lot of time on his back. Um, and he's able to break, break the clinch, break away and get back to the striking, which is where he excels, obviously. Um, so yeah, official prediction here. I'm going to go with Vyacheslav Borshevev. Um, I think he gets this one done. I think his striking is too crisp, too fast. Um, you know, I don't think Mark Dikatze is an amazing wrestler. He probably will be able to land some takedowns, but is he going to get the top control to, um, keep Borshevev there? I just don't think so. Borshevev has shown really good improvements in his get-up game, and, and I think that one is really going to um, be prevalent here in this fight. Uh, moving up the card, we got Alexi Olenek versus Iri Latifi. 
Um, Alexia Linick, um, dude, is essentially dust and bones at this point. 44 years old, still fighting in the UFC. Um, pretty crazy to see that. But uh, high-level grappling, um, super tough guy. This dude can take some big shots in heavyweight, and he doesn't go out cold. He's got a pretty good chin. He can take damage. Um, you know, he looks to clinch up a lot and just drag it to the to the ground however he can. Um, striking's decent, honestly, but there's not much technicality, but it, it's decent, and he, he uses that to eventually get into some kind of clinch and, and eventually drag it to the ground with a takedown or uh, whatever it may be. Um, he's active on bot bottom with uh, transitions and potential submissions. Uh, eventually, he does tend to like to work his way in transitions to where he can like scoop up a single leg and then switch positions and, and get some sort of sweep. Um, Iri Latifi, good overall wrestling, good takedowns, um, great takedown defense, good ground and pound. Um, often not too active, though, um, with the ground and pound, uh, although it does seem pretty decent. He's got good top control. Um, striking really isn't great, no technicality in it. You know, obviously he's a heavyweight, so he's got some power. Um, de decent striking defense. Uh, grappling defense seems good, but it's not really tested. He hasn't really faced a high-level grappler before. Um, so official pick, I'm going to pick Alexi Olenek. I think he maybe gets a submission on Iri Latifi. Um, you know, Iri Latifi is probably going to get some takedowns, but... Alexio Linick is sneaky with his transitions and eventually finding his way on top and, and getting, you know, some of these submissions that he likes. Um, so, yeah, official pick going to be Alexio Linick. Not super confident about it, um, you know, but I like Olenek here. Moving up the card, we got uh, Askar Askarov versus Kaikar France. Okay. Um, Askar Askarov versus Kaikar France. So Askar Askarov, super high-level wrestling, man, and, and high-level grappling to really go with it. Um, you know, this dude sticks to you like glue once he shoots for a takedown. His chest is on you the entire time for the rest of the round. It's very difficult to get this dude off of you. He's got good striking to go along with it, you know, technical, um, decent power. Obviously, flyweights have tough power. Um, tough to have some power in flyweight, although his opponent does have some good power. Um Great cardio, um, great top control as well. You know, like I said, sticks to you like glue, but at the same time, this dude like flows in his transition is, and is constantly beating you to the better positions on the ground. Um, Cod Car France, high volume, you know, pressure in your face, good power in his hands. Last two wins have been my knockout. Um, good takedown defense, um, not tested against really a high level in my opinion. Um, so someone like Askar Askarov may have some success here. Um, submission defense is pretty good. Um, we saw in his last uh, a fight, two fights ago, he fought uh, Bontarim and uh, really fended off uh, a lot of rear naked choke um, attempts um, and was able to survive and then come back and get the finish. Um, and uh, yeah, striking, you know, like I said, good power and, and also pretty technical as well. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to go with Askar Askarov. I just think the wrestling and the grappling is way too good. He's not going to let Kaikar France breathe. Um, and it's going to be a struggle for France. So official pick going to be um, Askar Askarov. Moving up the card, we got Matt Brown versus Brian Barbarena. Um, 
Matt Brown, dude. He, both these guys are a veteran of the UFC, but Matt Brown, man, been here for a while. Uh, power in the hands, man. Really good, te good technical striking, um, pressure stalking like um, kind of approach that he takes. Super tough and durable. Um, you know, he's been submitted a lot in his careers, um, but you know, only finished via KOTKO three times, I believe, and. In what um, almost 45 fights, over 40 fights, so pretty impressive. Um, good cardio, but you know definitely slows down in the later rounds. Uh, good takedowns, uh, decent top control to go along with that. Um, decent ground and pound, uh, decent grappling. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of submissions on his on his resume, but he does have the ability to get a submission win. Uh, Brian Barberino on the other side. On the other side, uh, really high volume, but he's also super hittable on the feet. Um, again, another guy who's really tough and durable. You know, only finished I believe once in his career via KO TKO. Um, only twice I believe by submission. So really tough to get this guy out of there. Um, takedown defense is just all right. We've seen um, a lot of guys in his previous, um, most recent fights take him down kind of at will uh, when they want to. Um, but he does work his way back up to the feet pretty quickly. He is hard to control on the ground, I will say. Um, you know, he doesn't necessarily pop up instantly all the time, but, you know, once he's down there for a minute, he does uh, eventually find his way to work up. And, you know, similar uh, cardio to Matt Brown. Uh, you know, it's good cardio, but he definitely does slow in the third round. Um, so official pick here, I'm going to pick Mac Brown. Um, I, I think he's probably got the better technical striking of the two. Um, and he's, he's tough. He's durable. Uh, he can definitely, um, you, you know, um, take the shots that Barb Marina might give at him. Um, and Brown's obviously got the power advantage too. I think he's going to land the bigger, more notable shots. Um, so yeah, official pick, Matt Brown. Moving up the card, we got Joanne Wood versus Alexa Grasso. Um, Joanne Wood, really high volume she throws, but uh, a lot of those come from leg kicks as well. She throws a ton of leg kicks on her opponents. Um, pretty good technical striking. Um, she is a little hittable on the feet, though. Uh, decent takedowns. Um, top control's all right. Uh, grappling's all right. You know, nothing special in those areas. Um, Alexa Grasso on the other side, uh, high volume, uh, good technical striking, uh, works the body really well. Um, she's got really crisp boxing. Um, takedown defense is, is decent, okay. You know, nothing incredible, but it's not bad. Um, works back to the feet quickly, though, when she does get taken down. Um, and she does have the ability to, to reverse positions and get into a better position for herself. Um, she got good grappling defense as well. You know, she's been able to get out of a couple uh, bad submissions and bad spots in her own right. Um, official picks here are going to be Alexa Grasso. Um, I think it's closer than the odds project, but uh, I do like Grasso. I think she's got a better volume. I think her striking is better. Uh, she's going to land a lot on Wood, I think, for sure. Um, Wood, if she mixes in the wrestling and gets some takedown and some control time, it, it could be a lot closer than we think. But if, if Grasso can keep this one on the feet for 15 minutes, I think she definitely easily wins. Um, so yeah, official pick going to be Alexa Grasso. Moving up the card, we got Curtis Blades versus Chris Stalkus. The main event um, should be a really good one. Uh, we haven't seen Curtis Blades. Um, actually, we did see him uh, after his Derek Lewis loss. Um, he fought Jerzino Rosatrek, did pretty well as well. 
Um, but Curtis Blades, anyway. Um, really great wrestling, as we know. Probably the best wrestling, for sure, in the heavyweight division. Um, takedowns are super solid. Uh, really heavy ground and pound. We see him land those crazy elbows um, on guys before. Uh, good volume on the feet. You know, decent stand-up. Um, more more technical than power. You know, he does have power, obviously, in, in his hands, but it's it's not like some of these power we see in the other heavyweight division. Um, not really much of a sub threat on the ground, though. You know, although he does have that good wrestling, good top control, um, you know, he doesn't really uh, look for submissions. He mainly just looks for his ground and pound and the control. Um, really good cardio as well. We see him really push a good pace for all three rounds and, and not have any problems with that. Uh, Chris Dawkins, on the other hand, um, you know, fast hands, decent power in his hands as well, um, high volume, good pressure in your face, um, good grappling. You know, he's a BJJ black belt. We haven't obviously seen him use his grappling, but, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's pretty good if he's a black belt, but again, we'll see. Um, takedown defense, not really tested at all. Cardio is also questionable. You know, he hasn't really been out of the first round much at all, and even the second round he hasn't been out of um in his ufc career either so um it'll be interesting to see if this one goes in the third round if there's a lot of wrestling to see where his cardio is at and if he's able to put on a, a good pay, high pace like he does um for all three rounds um but yeah um official pick's gonna be curtis blades i mean the takedown defense just isn't tested and you know we haven't seen him really go up against a high level wrestler like this before you know curtis blades i think he's probably going to be able to get those takedowns when he wants he's going to get the top control as long as blades is safe down there um because of that black belt you know that bjj black belt that Dawkins has it makes me a little iffy but at the same time i think blades is usually pretty smart um and, and plays it off pretty well and just gets in safe positions, controls his opponent, lands some heavy strikes when he needs to. So, yeah, official pick going to be um, Curtis Blades. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, for watching. Uh, appreciate that. If you liked it, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Um, if you like any of my picks or you, get, you think anything differently, uh, please let me know down in the comments below. Uh, I got two other videos coming out later uh, later this week, uh, best bets and parlay plays. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for those. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, appreciate you for watching and listening. Uh, I will see you later this week.